Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus told the twelve, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day, he will rise. Jesus' words were cryptic to his disciples when they heard them. Actually, Luke tells us that the meaning was hidden from them. But today, we're so used to hearing these words, we're so used to hearing the story of Jesus that these four verses can easily be passed over. When I first opened up to this passage, I thought, what is there to say? Jesus tells them he's going to die, he's going to rise again. They don't get it. The end. But there is something beautiful in these words for us today. Today, as we read these words, we remember that Jesus knew what was going to happen, and he went anyway. The meaning of Jesus' words may have been hidden from his disciples, but he knew what they meant. And today, as we have heard the rest of the story, we know what they mean too. As we go to confirmation, we study about the meaning of the second article of the creed and the significance of what Jesus was pointing to, that he redeemed me, a lost and condemned person. He purchased and won me from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. And he didn't do it with money. He didn't take out a MasterCard and take care of it. Instead, he used his own holy, precious blood as it was foretold in the scriptures. The king came and was exalted upon a cross rather than a throne by his people. He knew that that was the plan, and he came to be with us anyway. The king didn't come to be served, but to serve. Not just healing and doing miraculous signs, but giving his own life in service. The king of all chose to become that suffering servant, taking all of your imperfection upon himself, giving you his own right standing before God. He took that sin you don't even realize you're going to commit yet and gave you forgiveness in his name for when the Holy Spirit convicts your heart and brings you to the realization of what you are without him. In these words, Jesus shows us that he is God in the flesh, he doesn't just show that to us in the fact that he can relay the future in the present, but the fact that he can tell us the future and he knows what's going to happen, and yet in his perfect love, love that only God could show, he went through with it anyway. Each of the predictions throughout the book of Luke get clearer and clearer as they draw closer to Jerusalem, as Jesus seems to know more clearly what's going to happen until Jesus, the man of sorrows, goes into that garden and sweats drops of blood in anticipation of a dear friend giving him a kiss in betrayal. As he sweats drops of blood anticipating his own flesh being flogged from his body, and his body being pierced as he's hung upon a piece of wood. The God who created everything and sustains everything, the one who came and did everything perfectly is the one who paid the price for all those times we just, you know, feel like sinning. It's been a long day. We deserve to take a break. He did this for us even though he knew that our lives would still be riddled with sin. The man who worshipped God perfectly and fulfilled the law down to the smallest detail 
took your imperfection to give you eternal life. He did this knowing those bad days. He knew that there would be those days when we could continue down that path of temptation that leads to death or turn around and live in that forgiveness and we'd make the wrong choice. He knew what was to come and he chose to actively obey his Father's word and then to passively die according to the law as that perfect sacrifice so that all who look upon him would have forgiveness, peace, and eternal life. Yeah, that's that last part of that prediction, right? And on the third day, he will rise. He did rise. This whole season of Lent, we take time to prepare ourselves for the celebration of Easter, which, of course, we take that time to spread colorful plastic eggs across the lawn for children to hunt. Actually, I still don't understand that. But we do go to church and we praise the risen Christ. The one who rose again ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God who, when he comes again, will raise us to life as he is. We don't have hope that our spirit will just aimlessly float through the universe, but that like Christ, our body will be joined again with, joined again with our soul, with a glorious body that was promised to us as the waters of baptism washed away our sins and we were covered in Christ. We're reminded of this each time we partake of the Lord's Supper, every time this imperfect body receives his perfect body and blood. He reminds us that he was going to have his body broken, his blood spilled as the prophets foretold. He went anyway, knowing that. He went knowingly and willingly. Who all here has been to Israel? I know some of you have. Do you remember that site in the Garden of Gethsemane where they say, if you look closely, you can see Jesus' claw marks as he clawed at the ground as they pulled him to what they were going to do? No, because he went willingly. Even when people tried to stop what was going to happen, he told them to calm down because it's what had to happen. We don't have the stories of the failed escape attempts of the God-man overcoming hundreds of guards. We don't even have a story of the Son of Man being brought down from the cross by angels when he was being taunted by the Jewish leaders. Instead, he prayed that the cup be passed, and if not, that his Father's will be done, and he did it. Instead, when he could have prayed for deliverance, he prayed for the forgiveness of those who were putting him to death. Instead, when he could have prayed for just a little bit more time on earth, he called out from the cross, It is finished. He did it all purposefully. Rather than accidentally wandering into the wrong place at the wrong time, he knew the pain and suffering that lay ahead and did what needed to be done for our salvation because he also knew the reward that lay ahead. So not only are we nourished, but we remember that amazing love every time we partake of his supper. Every time we have that bread and wine, we remember that he went to that cross for us. We remember that when he returns, we will live with him forever. See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise." Even though we read these few verses and are tempted to just breeze over them because we know the end of the story, 
It's important, especially at this time of year during Lent, to stop and reflect on the fact that Jesus knew the path that he was on, and he went anyway for you. Now may this peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, keep and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen.